Season two of Cook Tracks is made possible with the help of Vertex Pharmaceuticals. For decades, Vertex Pharmaceuticals has been inspired by and working hard for the cystic fibrosis community, also known as the CF community. CookTracks has partnered with Vertex and a CF nutritionist to create meals that meet the dietary needs of people living with CF. These recipes can also be enjoyed by the whole family. For episode zero, I spoke with Ginger, a mom from Tennessee. When I heard her story as a new dad myself, I wanted to learn a little bit more about cystic fibrosis. For the last eight years, her son King has been on an incredible and challenging journey living with CF. Food is a key component for his health and for the whole family. My conversation with Ginger was informative and inspiring. To learn more about vertex and cystic fibrosis, visit www.vrtx.com. And to find additional recipes that the whole family can enjoy, visit the CF Kitchen at www.everyday-cf.com. Vertex, we thank you for going the distance for CF. It's a dish. Like there's pasta as a star, the meat's the star, the all the veggies. Like this to me is a perfect weeknight dish that'll leave your family and you know everyone around you happy. everybody, I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you, well, kinda, will be in your ear, taking you step-by-step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Top Chef alum and James Beard Award winner, Chef Sarah Grunberg of Monteverde Restaurant and Pastaficio in Chicago is back. Today, she's whipping up a pasta dish with a little nod to Chicago, and of course, Cappy's obsessed. It's her orecchiette with Italian sausage and peppers. Uh, yum. My mouth is literally watering. Let's talk prep work. You can keep on listening to this episode, but if you go to your episode notes on your device or cooktracks.com, you'll find the ingredients and equipment list that you need to cook along with us. Cap's in the kitchen with Sarah again. Take it away, Cap. All right, Chef Sarah Gruenberg, what are we making? All right, we're making one of my favorite things to cook ever, orchietti or pasta. This is orchietti with Italian sausage and peppers. A little nod to Chicago and sausage and peppers. Uh, The peppers in this dish, though, are pepperoncini, which I kind of love the pickle tanginess that the pepperoncini give. Yeah, I Uh, love that. You could use any pasta. This pasta sauce is kind of great for all shapes. Now, that's not true with all pasta sauces, but this one... You have a box of spaghetti in the, in the pantry, grab that. You have rigatoni, grab that. You have angel hair, 
sure, grab that too. Just don't cook it too long. So, um, you know, really have fun with it. Yeah, awesome. I smell some great tips coming along oh, in this yeah. episode, but before we get going, let's do a roll call of ingredients so everyone knows what they should have in front of them. All right, so you should have um, Italian sausage, like a mild, or you could go spicy if you want, uh, removed from the casing. So either buy it in bulk or slit the casings open and remove the sausage. I should have some extra virgin olive oil, about a half a red onion sliced thin, some Castle Viltrano olives sliced or, you know, kind of chopped. Uh, you can use a, any type of green olive I think will work. Some pepperoncini peppers. So those are like those pickled kind of Greek style peppers. I kind of slice them into thick pieces. Some chili flake, some canned cherry tomatoes. If you can't find canned cherry tomatoes, I would use like a crushed tomato with a few fresh cherry tomatoes thrown in some orchietti pasta, some salt extra for the pasta water and some for seasoning, fresh basil, some grated Italian cheese, either Parmigiano, Parmesan, grated Pecorino Romano. Here we're using Pecorino Romano. And then a lemon. And we're going to use the zest and the juice. And then again, it's a little more extra virgin olive oil for the top, for a little garnish. Awesome. All right. If you need to grab an item from the pantry or the fridge, feel free to hit pause now. Otherwise, let's do this. All right. Okay, so really important about pasta to start is we need to have the right pans and pots. So you want a big pot. Now, I kind of have like this giant double stacked pasta pot. At home, I use like, I think I use a seven, it's like a seven quart. I would say a seven to eight quart is your really good size. Bigger two is fine, but smaller you get into trouble. You don't have enough water for the pasta to properly cook in. So try to find a big pot. And then you need a big saute pan. Either, I call this like a, like a skillet. A, it's like about a three to four inch high skillet, but it's really wide. Um, it's enough for the whole thing of pasta to cook in. You're gonna need a, a nice pot and a nice size pan. Question, do we need a colander or are you going straight? Oh, you have the double the double yes, pot action good question. Going. So I never colander at home. I use a skimmer, like a, like a spider. spider. Yeah. I, and I use tongs if it's spaghetti. Okay. But you can colander if you want. I just like to keep the pasta water around. So if you're gonna use the colander, use a little measuring cup to scoop about a half a cup. You might use it, you might not, but you definitely are gonna wanna have it by the time you have to dump the pasta. And never, ever, ever dump the pasta and then start making your sauce. The whole point of this dish is when pasta goes in, we're, we're moving, we're rolling. There's no hanging out. You make the sauce while the pasta cooks. All right, <clears throat> so I'm gonna get my pan on. My water is boiling. Uh, I'm gonna put about a third a cup of salt. You wanna have, I would say at least, I would say, I don't know, it should taste kind of salty. Not full ocean, baby, baby ocean. About a third of a cup for about seven quarts of water. And then you wanna get a spoon and you wanna taste it because if it's not seasoned, we're gonna have a problem. So we'll try our pasta water. Mm, yeah, I think a little more. All right, while I season that, I have my saute pan on high. Now this, I want to be maybe medium high, but I'm going to heat it up on high to start. 
I'm going to add a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. And this is to render our sausage. Now the pan needs to be hot so that you can see kind of what we call ribbon stage. And I'm going to take the sausage and I like to make my sausage into big chunks. I want like kind of big pieces. Now you can make them small if you want, but I do this because I want to get a nice render and I want to get a nice color. This is not like a bolognese style sauce where you have to, you know, break all the meat up and have it be really fine. This is like how much fun is it going to be eating a nice chunk of sausage in your pasta? <laughs> pasta. <laughs> All right, great. I don't know, I love Italian sausage. There's really nothing better. And I like the, the spicy Italian sausage option. That sounds yeah. really good. Okay, so crucial here is again to kind of watch the pan. I'm gonna move a little bit to make sure my fat is going and moving. I don't know why, but no stove is ever completely level. I've never been in a home yeah. where your stove is level. Agreed. It always goes to one side. So that's why you gotta, you gotta make it level by moving it around a little bit. So I'm gonna take tongs and we'll move these when we feel like they're ready, but not just quite yet. We wanna make sure we get a nice, Render. Ooh, that smells good. Are you looking more for like a, a color on that bottom side or render or both? I am looking both? for a color. Color, okay. So now that I haven't flipped, I'm gonna add my pasta now. Now the packaging on this pasta says 12 to eight, 12 to 15 minutes. I'm gonna hope we're ready in about 10 to pull it out early. You cook it a little, sh which sure. a lot of chefs say cook it a little shy, one to two minutes. Yes. Of what the package says. Correct, yeah. Always a little less, because I don't know where they get those numbers from. But they don't ever seem to be 100% right. Okay. So I start to see some nice rendering happening here. Oh yeah, and see how that one kind of just flipped on its own? That's when you know it's ready, when you can barely touch it and it's ready to be moved. Like I'm not having to force them off at all. This is, this is cooking. Yeah, mm. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> And I originally kind of created this recipe to be like a pantry pasta. Like you could have Italian sausage in the freezer, yeah. like everything that else is kind of like just in your pantry. So this is one of those, I don't have anything to cook tonight really, but hey, I have some sausage in the freezer or in the fridge, but then olives, peppers, onions, canned tomato, it's a really a good mix. So here we're gonna wanna move these into another dish. Mm. 
And we are going to drain some of this fat off. So this is going to give us more fat than we need. Now after we get these nice browns, then I would say if you want to make them smaller, you could start crumbling. I might go ahead and leave them whole. So that's like a personal preference type thing? It's a personal preference, Maybe yeah. if you have kids at home, maybe break it up a little bit, yeah. or if you like the texture appearance of the, the chunks, which I happen to like. I haven't really seen that. Yeah, if you also have like, it's hard to, hard to sear them all the way if you break them up too small. Okay, those look great. So I'm gonna turn my heat to low now while I remove them out. Yum. All right. So I'm gonna put the sausage in a bowl. And I turn my heat on low so that this doesn't get too hot while I'm moving them out and that the fat doesn't burn. So some of the fat, we'll keep some of it, enough for like a thin layer. <clears throat> we'll probably drain off and leave like a tablespoon or so in there. And then whenever I pour it off, I always take my towel and wipe the side. This helps my cleanup later. Okay, so now we're gonna crank back up a little bit here. Go back to the medium high. I'm gonna add my onions. And I'm gonna do a check on my pasta. See how they're looking here. Looking good. Now you could dice your onion if you want. I like a little strip. Now part of that seasoning as we go, I'm gonna add a little salt. Another pinch. And if you notice, I'm not putting any garlic. You could put garlic, but a lot of Italians believe onion or garlic. You pick one. Got it. Italian-American is but both. Yeah. <laughs> So what I love about this is the onion starts to get a little brown from the bottom of the pan, getting some of those, a nice color off of the, looks great. And I'm kind of constantly stirring so that they move around. About a half a cup of these olives. Pepperoncini. And hey, pro tip, if you got like a little of the juice, maybe pour a little of that juice in there. Could be good. All right, so we're sauteing now. We've got our base layer going. Okay, so now we're hot, we're sizzling here. I'm gonna add our cherry tomatoes. Get all the liquid out. And we're cooking high, like we're not, we're like high now. Turn your heat up to high. 
Oh yeah, I love that sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. All right, and I see some of my pastas are floating. Like appearance-wise, this isn't right now in the skillet. It's not like a sauce. It's not appearance. a sauce. Yeah, this is like a. It's almost like a loose sauté mixture. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense yeah. to everybody. This is not a heavy sauce dish. This is like kind of like an oilier sauce, which is, I don't know, it's something you don't see a lot, but I kind of love. So my pasta is really close. It's still hard in the center, but it's gonna be ready to go in and like start to get all those flavors. So I'm gonna add a pinch of chili. That's how we're gonna use that pasta water. That's like the magic potion. The magic potion. All right, so I'm gonna throw my pasta in. Yeah, and that's looking great. All right, pasta goes in. That sausage is still hanging out in the dish you reserved it on. It's going in now. <laughs> so now we'll throw our sausage in. And I'm gonna add a cup of my pasta water. So if you have like a, a glass measuring cupper at home, you could a fish ladle. it out, a ladle kind of add some of that pasta water, that liquid yeah. to the skillet. Mmm. Yum. And now this is what we call the pasta marriage ceremony. This is where the pasta cooks in the sauce. So that's why we removed it early. So you can see like the sorchietti there's some liquid in there, it's absorbing. Just stir, stir, stir. Stir or shake, you can do either one. Now you might wanna give it a little taste now and check your seasoning, because if you need more water and it's salty, you might not wanna add pasta water. Mm. I'm gonna add a little bit of my pepperoncini liquid. Add it in. About a two tablespoons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my chili flakes were spicy. Those are good. Do you grind your own or do you get like a fresh ground? No, we get them, and, but this one was like kind of powdery. Yeah. So I feel like they have a lot. I need to um, put more time into my crushed red pepper flake situation at home. I feel like whenever I buy them, I'm not getting the best, freshest. No. But when you do get a good I batch. Like you, can, you can buy, yeah, it's tough. There, there's a lot of great spice companies, but all right. This looks good. So I'm kind of gauging by how much sauce is left. When I move my pasta up, how much sauce is there? That tells me we can 
Mary, it touched longer. I'm gonna turn our heat to low though now. It's cool, some of those tomatoes are kind of breaking down, like mm -hmm. squishing up a little bit. Some are still whole, but they're still soft. Fun textures going on in here. Yeah. And what happens here is that the pasta is going to start to turn color of the sauce. And that's the marriage ceremony. That's the pasta cooking and the sauce versus it looking how it did when it came out of the water, it absorbing what's in here. Such a crucial step. It really is. It's one that I didn't know. Like I remember cooking when I, I like loved to cook from a young age and I really started making a lot of pasta. Um, mainly because it was on Food Network and I was like, oh, pasta, I love pasta. Who, what kid doesn't love pasta? But I remember like a lot of trial and error when I was young and putting it in the colander, letting it sit and then rinsing it. Oh my God, don't, <laughs> rinse, the, don't rinse the pasta. Um, you need it to have all of the yumminess, like all the starch still on the shape. Yeah. What I love about these orchietti, you can see they start to kind of pill up. They start to fill up with some of this like light sauce. <clears throat> it's a fun shape. They are. And I actually got to go to Puglia last year and watch them make them. And okay. they are very hard to make. They are like not easy. They yeah. roll them into ropes and then cut them and they take their thumbs and like, or knife and they like kind of just make this thumbprint. It's really remarkable. They actually sit in the streets making it. So I'm gonna break up a little of the sausage just into a few smaller pieces. Kind of gauge on your sausage to pasta ratio. All right. And this now on low, you can see it's really starting to meld. Okay, so I have a little bit of basil. Let me check my pasta. It was a little under just a second ago. I mean, a touch more water. And you're on low heat, but there's definitely like steam coming from the from the pot, from the mm -hmm. skillet. Okay. So I'm gonna add my basil. And I just like to take whole leaves and rip them. No chopping the basil. Don't chop it. It doesn't wanna be chopped. It's like delicate. It can go right into the sauce and meld. And then we have lemon zest. Citrus is one of my favorite secret ingredients to have. Like you could literally cook a piece of fish with olive oil and put lemon on it and be kind of satisfied. It just, it's one of those must have ingredients. All right, I'm gonna cut it and put some lemon juice. Oops, sorry. All right. Now we'll stir in. Oh, that's looking good now. 
And the basil just kind of softens up it and just like wilts folds, in a little it like bit. like wilts in. All right, a little bit of cheese. Now, I don't like to put a lot of cheese in my sauce, mainly because if it's too hot, it's gonna stick to the bottom of your pan. Yes. So that's why you want your, sauce, your pan to be on low. And we're just gonna stir that in. And that's gonna tighten up your sauce too and look pretty, you know, together. So just be careful how dry, like it really forces it together. And then if someone wants to, can we, can, can, can they serve, you know, cheese on the side or you see in recipes oh, pass more at the table? Absolutely. You can put it on the side if you want. You could even put like chunks of ricotta on here if you like. All right, and then I'm gonna glug some fresh, glug. I should probably write glug in the recipe over drizzle. I like it. <laughs> a glug of oil on top gives it a nice shine and it just, it's like adding the butter to the pan. It's like our finishing of the sauce that just like, I think it's so interesting how you are like, oh, there's not a lot of sauce and, the, and you're totally right. But you can see now it's like together as yeah, one. Yeah, so it's like, like a dish. It's a dish. Like yeah. there's pasta as a star, the meat's the star, the, all the veggies. Like this to me is a perfect weeknight dish that'll leave your family and, you know, everyone around you happy. Yeah, and this is probably why I love the pastas at your restaurant so much because I'm not like, I'm not a fan of pasta with the spoons of sauce on it. I like it when it's more together and balanced, which all of yours are. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, awesome. I would say enjoy. Thank you, Chef. We appreciate it. Thank you. This was so fun. Whether you just listened for fun or you actually cooked along with us, we thank you. If you did cook this recipe, take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. Let us know how it came out because we want to see it. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at CookTracks or at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by my friends, Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie Dugiello. And sometimes they let me, Rachel Ray, help out too. With editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Coltford. Please rate and review or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Cook Tracks. We've got your back in the kitchen.